Hello everybody, welcome back to the Shady Ho Show, where you take the three baddest bitches, you put them into a fucking cauldron, and la di da da you get me, because <laughs> all the other bitches don't matter. <laughs> I'm just kidding, not really. Okay, so my name is not Valken, well, that's the only one you should really care about. But, if you insist on knowing the rest, I guess you can have these other two. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, we didn't decide. It's been a year. We didn't decide who was going to go. We didn't know who was next. <laughs> I guess we just improv, uh, improvised. Um, but anyway, my name is Tuturho. Um I am on Instagram uh, and I am on YouTube now. You guys inspired me to be on YouTube. Yeah, so um, my handle on YouTube is Amanda Loves to Write. Yt, uh, because I couldn't think of a better name. Um, but yeah, because she's white. It's because she's white. Exactly. But it's original. And I, I mean, I'm it. like the whitest. <laughs> I mean, I really, okay. you know, I'm in college again, and um, I'm in the humanities, and they're like, describe yourself in three different like subcultures. And literally, <laughs> it, took, it, it took everything in me to not be like white, basic. <laughs> And cringe, but I, you know, I did it with undertone. Anyway, Grace, introduce yourself. I that. Hi, I it's Grace or Stage Trinity. Since I was here um, a year ago, I don't know if we told everybody that I wrote a book. I did that. It's spooky for spooky season. Yeah, um, I didn't. This episode is spooky season themed because we only came back because it's spooky season. <laughs> I don't know. We, I mean, we, Great. we might. Yeah, the same year that Grace's mom died, uh, she wrote a book. So you know, she's I did. A she's a total. You know me. Coping with my trauma by writing a ghost story. You can buy it on Amazon. I'll give you all the information at the end of this episode because it'll be related then. <laughs> yeah. See, we're keeping everything spooky. You know, <laughs> talking about deaths in the family, spooky books. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a very interesting. Shady Host Show, so um, I'm sure we're, we we kind of touched base a bit on trying to keep the show, we want to keep the show alive, obviously, because we love the show, I mean, we talk to each other, you know, when we don't record, so we might as well fucking record it, it's just our schedules, mainly mine, has just kind of been conflicting, but yeah, I think, it's TJ. yeah, it's on my fault. Wow, we're gonna throw TJ under the bus. This bitch all <laughs> it, it is. under the bus. But, I mean, we married, so she used to it. Anyway, yeah. so um, let's go. Oh, we made a Discord. You guys maybe one day can join us in the Discord um, called Dick Lickers Anonymous, where we watch scary movies. <laughs> where we watch scary movies and we comment on them. <laughs> but you have to pay to join. <laughs> well, you can't join unless I invite you, so um, none of you are special enough yet. But maybe oh one God. day. <laughs> For five dollars, <laughs> you can join Dick Lickers Anonymous and talk with us when no, we watch no, scary no, movies. No, 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 no. No, for twenty-five, make it for twenty-five. Make it the price of a movie ticket. That's okay. not even how much you pay for one ticket. To what, what, you're like that meme, like how much does a banana cost? Ten dollars. Like, I don't know. How much does a movie ticket? How much does a ticket cost now? Twelve dollars. I rented a whole theater for a hundred dollars, so um, 
I don't know. It just <laughs> seems like every time I go to the movie theaters, it's almost like $150. So I'm just like, hello. How much popcorn you guys eating? Y'all ordering like the pizza and shit? Yeah, y'all going to AMC? <laughs> a certain someone orders like fucking nachos and pizzas, and I'd be looking at him like, damn, bitch, this ain't Applebee's. I'm just sitting there in a little tub of popcorn. <laughs> I know, damn. He, in his, he doesn't large know. Drink, when and he just, and he just like, TJ and I would go to the movies. Drink. We would go to Dollar Tree and just stuff my purse, which is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Yeah, does. and then we would like put like then we would put like candy in her like where her breasts are, and that would just kind of like fill her on a little bit more. And they'd be like, "Damn, bitch!" And she'd be like, "Yeah, bitch." <laughs> I have to do a push up. Right? Like, I mean, there's always ways. Do. There's always ways to sneak candies into theaters, boys. Or you may fucking... just write a book about that. Uh, right. Caveat about candy in your breast: don't put chocolate there because your titties will melt it. Yes, oh. and then you'll have knocky <laughs> <hockey> tits. <laughs> So, that's not um, what this episode's about. Um, well, I'll let TJ go back. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what this episode's about. <laughs> you know, just just know if y'all if y'all want an episode on the tips and tricks of sneaking um, candy, like or not even necessarily candy, but you know, hamburgers, tacos, enchiladas, Mexican food, anything like that, into your friendly neighborhood um, theater. Uh, just let us know. Join the <laughs> join the podcast. Give us a comment. Give us a like. And we might consider giving you the lowdown or the lowdown. We might just consider letting you know. But anyway, um, that's not what this episode is about, though. So, <laughs> close your eyes with me. Are you closing them? Motherfucker, you better close them. Okay, here we go. So, today we're going to be starting off our spooky podcast with, well, sh- spooky shit. So, we're going to be talking about spooky books, spooky movies, <laughs> spooky everything. That word's losing value to me right now. <laughs> so I'm going to start off by um, letting you know that last year, or when we started doing the Shady Ho show, I had told everybody my fascination with Chucky and how I had watched it religiously. That was like, you know, the bomb.com. Um, and one of our watchers, and listen, or watchers, listeners, uh, made the comment that we should kind of expand on it. Um, and so I'm just going to go briefly into why I love Chucky. Uh, first off, like when I was a child, I don't know why I had a fascination. Pause, TJ. It. Explain what Chucky is about in case somebody hasn't seen it. Then tell them why you love it. Bitch, I was about to. You didn't give me a chance. You said when you were a child. I didn't trust you to actually describe it. Y'all, y'all oh my it? god. Y'all, y'all we have a, my, we have a micromanager like, in the studio. I know. Look, like, like, I have a diagnosis now. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, uh, the story about Chucky is basically a doll gets possessed. Um, a good guy doll gets possessed by the spirit of a serial killer. And so the doll comes to life and he starts killing people. Um, and his goal in the movie, the doll, who is actually the killer, has a magic amulet. And he's trying to find this boy. Well, this boy picks up the doll and he's like, oh, fuck yes, a child. I can relive my life and kill people. So he's trying <laughs> to transfer his soul from the doll into human boy. There's your whole premise of the, the movie Chucky. And I don't know why as a child I really found this to like, be fascinating because it scared the shit out of me. Like Chucky scared the absolute fucking shit out of me, okay? Um, there's a lot of movies that scared me, but Chucky was like number one, like holy fuck. But yet I still constantly watched it and had nightmares. Um, 
but yeah, and you know, as the years went on, the movies got progressively worse, and then like the <laughs> TV series on sci-fi is just like a fucking joke to me. But let me tell y'all, I am like so fucking mad right now. Okay, this new Chucky movie that came out like a couple of years ago, I I wanted to write the movie company and be like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Because they rebooted Chucky, okay? But these motherfuckers legit made Chucky like an animatronic doll. And instead of, they take, they literally took the supernatural out of the whole fucking movie. It I, was didn't, like, I didn't watch the new one. Yeah, yes. I haven't, um, sorry, I'm going to interject here. Um, Grace, did you go through the Chucky house at Halloween Horror Nights? No, unfortunately, we did not have time to get to the Chucky house when we yeah. went to Halloween Horror Nights this year. That's fair. I bitched out uh, for so everybody that listens probably already knows, but I bitched out after the first house early at night <laughs> at exactly six thirty, <laughs> and <laughs> wandered around the park aimlessly until Grace and her husband were ready to leave. Like I at think, like midnight. <laughs> at midnight, I think we spent two hours in the car watching TikTok. Me and my husband. Um, because, like, I was so fucking done. No, that's hyperbole. We didn't spend two hours in the car because they have very They were having sex in the parking lot. No, no, no. We're not. (sighs) Anyway. Amanda was too traumatized for that. I was fucking traumatized. (laughs) I'm a sensitive little baby and I didn't realize, like, I would... I didn't realize that being at the front of the fucking scare line meant that they were going to fucking assault me. <laughs> like, I was assaulted. <laughs> mental, that is a mental scar that will never go away. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, but okay, so good to know. So, as many of you may or may not know, um, after looking into it, thanks to couture um i was looking on facebook and was scrolling through and saw this gruesome image of something and it was like world's most terrifying thing and apparently it was mckamey manor did i say that right yeah it's mckamey with an m um so basically it's like you know how when you go to halloween horror nights they're all told all the little actors are like don't you dare fucking touch these people i won't get sued well like (laughs) You go into this man's backyard, he's like, I don't care what y'all do. Fucking molest them if you want to. <laughs> They've already signed away. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to let Amanda go ahead and share just a little bit of information about this to you guys in case y'all ever want to try and do this. Um, so yeah, go ahead. So allegedly, according to certain YouTubers um, that I've seen uh, and have, have actually gone through with the McKamey Manor because... Um, the thing about McKamey Manor is that, uh, according to what I have seen over the years, is that you have to get psychologically evaluated before you go in. So they have to make sure that you're like mentally stable, which that would be the process that knocked me out of the running way. <laughs> they would be like, bitch, you actually need to go to a mental hospital. This is the last thing you need. But um so they go through these like really weird and then you also do like medical like workups and stuff like a physical and um so according to this youtuber oh god i need to find his name to reference him but um i will but apparently mckamey manor is like a huge fraud like he says he has all these rats back there and like just this whole fucking uh 
like a labyrinth of shit. Um, but it's really not true. He kind of just, according to the person who went through with it, it was like they put a blindfold on him and literally just like beat him with a bat and shit. <laughs> it's like fucking crazy. Like, um, I need a, I'm going to go on YouTube. You guys talk while I, while I look this up. If I had known we were going to go down this rabbit hole, I would have done my research beforehand, but definitely did not uh, do that part. Going back to Chucky, because I always forget, because everybody's like, Chucky, that is not the actual name of the movie, and I always forget that. So, um, yeah. Um, what's it called, TJ? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's Child's Play. Oh, the, the Child's Play, yeah. The Child's Play, because that was the name of the first one. That's, that's the name of the first one. Yeah, because I always forget, because yeah, when you're talking about like Chucky, Chucky, and I'm like, oh, there's actually a name to that movie, and it's not Chucky, and I always forget that, and I was looking, no. you know, obviously we're going through talking about more like Halloween spooky movies um, as we go on with this episode, and I was just thinking of that, and I think TJ still wanted to rant about the Chucky show, so. Um, well, I just, okay, so <laughs> the Chucky show, I haven't even really watched because I don't have sci-fi, but it looks kind of dumb, I ain't gonna lie, if y'all are fans of it, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to show anything. Show. I'm but, so um, sorry. Going back to the going back to the remake of the Child's Play movie, um, directors, if y'all are listening to me, which I hope you are, y'all should be ashamed of yourself for modernizing it for all these fucking Gen Zers out here. Uh, th- y'all took the whole fucking supernatural aspect out of it. Y'all made it where fucking Chucky had a damn fucking malfunction in his mother's chipboard, and then you just decided to go ahead and try and kill people. Y'all went the Megan route and i don't appreciate that just megan is amazing though please don't put megan with that well i'm right, just saying because megan that's wasn't thing, good that's the thing. like she that's, was that's the, but that's the thing though they take the supernatural out of it and made it kind of like where it could just happen to anybody oh <laughs> that's true like don't don't take the original like actual components when you, I feel like the like, yeah, that was the you, main fucking point of the movie right. was the supernatural aspect, and they just took it out like whoops. Is <laughs> that whoops? He just had a malfunction. <laughs> and you know that was the thing too. Like they did the same fucking thing with Jumanji. Jumanji was like a magical war game, and they were like, we're gonna make it into a fucking 3D world where they can go in, and they can suck into a computer, and it's like, can you fucking not, please? Like, I know please. nobody cares, but please stop remaking 90s and 80s movies. Um. You could do other things, I promise. There's there's more stories out there. Or if you do it, at least stick to the damn concept. God, there are so many ideas out there, especially now. Like, there are so many fucking ideas. Like, couldn't it just fucking do something new? Like, what? Also, you know, actually, one remake, and it's not even a remake, they're making a Broadway musical of it, which is what you should always do. Don't make a remake, make a Broadway musical. Well, no, uh, Death Becomes Her. You guys seen Death oh. Becomes Her with Meryl yes. Streep? Oh I my love God. that movie. Are they making that into a move, uh, into a Broadway musical? Yes, yeah. and I'm kind of excited about it because um, Death Becomes Her. Uh, let me just recap that since TJ got to talk about his uh, child's play. Uh, Death Becomes Her, if you have not watched it, is a wonderful, dark, kind of campy comedy horror movie um with i believe it's meryl streep and is it goldie hawn i think it's goldie e- either way yeah, yeah, yeah i was like i think it's goldie hawn it's, it's hysterical it is um kind of you know supernaturally it's got amazing quotes in it it has got some great practical effects for the time the hole in the stomach gag is like one of my all-time favorite 
jokes. Um, I can see right through you. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Watch it, it though, if you guys. It is. I think it's a great. Um, campy dark comedy practical effects i think in horror movies practical effects are always the way to go because cgi just dates itself so easily um so just you know there's some something to nibble on (laughs) ain't it i agree i agree i think puppetry and practical effects will always win like i mean and especially like um cgi that's what made these older movies that's what made all these old movies really kind of classic is because they only used like a, a, a hint of, you know, like the CGI, you know? It left a lot to the imagination. Yeah, like um, going back against the original Child's Play, like that that's practical effects. I think the new one is more CGI, isn't it? I'm not sure. TJ would have to tell me. I haven't seen it. but um, I watched it, but I just kind of pushed I it out. I refuse to watch that piece of garbage <clears throat> Like, I just saw, like, I don't watch remakes anymore. Like, the only remake I have ever enjoyed in my entire life has been Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. That shit is fantastic. Whitney Houston, oh my God, rest in peace. Yeah. I love you, Whitney. But the thing with that one, which I agree with that because, but also it it was a musical, like it was a musical made for TV, but I feel like things like musicals and like a classic story, like Cinderella is a classic story and like a Broadway, the actors and actresses would change. They're not changing the songs. They're not changing the the heart of what the show is. So I'm fine with that. Like if you want to like remake things like musicals or things where you're like keeping the heart of the story. totally fine with that like um like things with like zombie movies and things like that because i'm like you just want to keep keep the heart of that um certain like like the adams family some of those remakes because you're keeping like the way it feels um i'm not a giant fan of the the weird animated one they did because the animation in it i know is trying to mimic the 2d comic style but it does not translate well to 3d so let's let's back off of that. Well, <laughs> it really doesn't. Yeah, You're absolutely I, I correct. Because it, it it doesn't like it. It just um, it looks cheap. It looks like literally like a and it kind of was like a straight to what well, our version of straight to VHS or DVD release. Like it never. Yes. Even, you know, it gives that same value and that those you know, I don't know. It just when gives the same vibe. Candyman. That one got remade. I know. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard that the Jordan Peele remake of Candyman's really good. I don't know if either of you have watched it, but um, the original Candyman's pretty interesting. Scarred me for life. I hated that movie because that movie literally the bees. So in <laughs> it crossed a line with me because I'm like, first of all, you do not play with children. I feel like you do not play with people's kids. You do not. I do not play about the babies, okay? And they hurt somebody. Like, they hurt children in that movie. Like, okay, trigger warning, they do hurt children. And I was like, oh, my God, this is. And, like, like explicitly, like, that scene in the bathroom, that fucking, that was horrible. I'm like, bitches, watch this for entertainment? I had to cut it off. I had to cut it off. TJ, and read this in what do you watch for entertainment? Oh Jesus! Um, what's what's TJ's sleeping movie? What uh, my is sleeping TJ's movie night is night Terrifier movie. Too. <laughs> I like to watch slashers and gore films while I try and sleep. It really just kind of calms the mind. But which one, TJ? 
Yeah, well, I just said it makes you need to listen. Terrifier too. Okay. Yeah, it, it was not loud enough for me, so you may need to get right <laughs> up on that 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 mic and lick it. <laughs> Grace said, "Say it with your chest, bitch." Oh my god. <laughs> oh, and another thing. Another thing also we need to clarify is the craft too. Um uh, y'all directors, y'all should be ashamed of yourself because it was awful. You should be ashamed. How dare you? How dare you recreate the craft and only bring back one of the most iconic characters for a fucking five second scene? Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. Uh uh-uh. uh. It, it, it no, if I if I could turn back time, hashtag share I would make sure this movie never got made. If I could turn All right, so Amanda, what's your spooky movie? <laughs> what's my spooky movie? All right, well, movie? yeah, let's go. Oh, go, go. Yes. Um, I'd have to say, oh, my God. Um, this is a tough one because I love supernatural um, movies. So um, I'd have to say mine. Honestly, I don't know if this counts, but... Um, it's Rose Red from Stephen King. I know it's like a mini series. Yeah, that would be spooky. That and is I finally one, watched it. That is like one of my favorite all time, like horror anything. Like paranormal fucking anything is like my favorite. But honestly, another one, my other favorite movie of all time is The Haunting that stars uh, Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson. It was, like, 1999. It was so, like, not only was it visually fascinating, but the story behind it as well. Like, it's the classic, um, you know, they go... It's honestly almost the same premise as Rose Red because... Uh, you know, a paranormal professor brings three subjects um, to a mansion and then, you know, he's studying fear. He's not studying paranormal essentially, like, um, but I just thought it was really cool. I really like that movie. I don't know if you guys, have you seen it? I don't, yeah, I don't, I watched it. I don't think I have. Movie. It's on Hulu. I remember watching it, and I made a joke to you guys saying that, you know, Stephen King must really hate children because it seems like every movie or every book that he writes, he's always giving at least one kid some kind of mental disorder, yeah. and they're always trying to kill somebody. I mean... Or something's yeah, trying to kill them. <laughs> Segway, because I just take over everything, and I'm having, like, train of thought on movies. Segway. So this is not a, um, a shitting on Halloween movies, but so... What I want to do, because I have just like a string of movies I've thought of as we're talking, can I name some Halloween movies and you guys tell me your opinions on them and, you know, whether you think they hold up? Sounds great to me. Sure. Okay. So, iconic Halloween movie that I think of that, you know, it's it's a much, much older one, but uh, Night of the Living Dead, 1968, I think. Y- y'all seen that one? Black and white? Yeah. Coming to get I, you, Barbara. That was my first one ever. Like, that was my first horror movie ever. Because my dad didn't really like horror movies, but he liked that one. And I remember watching that as an impressionable child. And I remember asking my dad, would that ever happen to me? And if I turned into a zombie, would he just let me go? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. 
Um, rest in peace. Yeah, he. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his answer, but I guess I mentally blocked it out because it probably wasn't. Oh, gosh. No, I remember the end of that movie, and I'm going to give a spoiler warning that there there shouldn't be this movie is like, you know, again, 1968, is the end of that movie, I remember, is, it, it's one of the few movies that I was viscerally mad at, because that man survived all of that, just to wave at the window and get shot. I remember the ending of that movie, I was so mad. Um, that, yeah. I, that was fucked up. That was, I mean, it was fucked up. Like I guess it's it's a it, what's a twist, but it, it was I was so mad at that movie. But I think it is um definitely a good like starter for the the zombie trend that was like one of the the old original original ones. But speaking of also ones with iconic scenes, what about Psycho? Oh, definitely. Uh, I hate Psycho. <laughs> How'd you feel about that? That when you first saw it, do you remember how you felt with the twist? <laughs> felt like this was fucking I, it was not my horror movie like you know some horror movies are like people are like this is the scariest shit ever i was just like this is some incel that wants to fuck his mom and i hate it his dad <laughs> he just wants to he wants people to know he's fucking his dead mom like that's how i felt you know i was just like this is boring this is like fucking you could walk out the quaco road if you live in the 912, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know, absolutely. So, you know, it was not my horror movie. But I understand if it is your horror movie. But I also feel like you should seek professional help if it is. Uh, Segway, movies about needing professional help. The Shining. Um, how do we feel about The Shining? Iconic movie. Uh, it was slow. I got bored. TJ gets bored with everything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, like, I think TJ really like, does like on. Terrifier because he likes how fast paced the kills come. Like, I mean, everybody's getting ripped apart and it's like fucking bloodbath. Um, but so, I definitely like. Thing, though, I, I definitely Grace, think we've talked about this before. What? Where we go? Okay, hold on. I was saying, I mean, the whole just thought. I was saying, you know, this isn't like, um, this isn't something that we haven't talked about. Like Stephen King draws out every fucking scene in his book, he like does. describing what his own fucking gas smells smells like. Like he he draws out everything. So I'm needless so to say, dead. of course, all his movies will be drawn. Out. I mean, yes. I mean, The Shining. I think is. It, it's iconic for his books i think you know um the the movie i think is kind of like oh, i don't want to say it's like a culty classic but it's it's definitely you know got some some quotable scenes in it and then because you know segway there's a child in that movie speaking of evil children what about the omen and it also had a remake i've never watched it you've never watched the omen oh but i watched i watched it and i love the remake of it okay tell us about it it it's about a clown. <laughs> no shit. Really a clown. It's about a clown. He's like a shapeshifter that takes the form of a clown. Because that's what people are scared of. He's Pennywise and he's a clown. <laughs> oh my god. He's <laughs> Pennywise. Um, and, and what the fuck was that? You'll float too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
That's also Jason. And all, you got all these, you got all these like, um, like all these dairy kids, and they're just like, "You float too." And then you got little spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't read this big ass fucking book, <laughs> or they had to break this bitch into fucking two parts. Georgie, Georgie, where are you, Georgie? Oh my God, Bill! Oh, he's eating my hand. Oh, I'm in the sewer. Okay, that's basically the whole book. <laughs> Next. Oh, okay. It's okay. Good, no, I've never. <laughs> Sorry, Go I've on, never Andy, actually, um, I've never watched it. I've never watched either one of them. I've never watched them all the way through. Bitch, what the fuck? Okay, before Halloween ends, we're watching both of them. I hate clowns. You mean all four I of them? Hate well, we can watch the new I one. hate clowns and y'all, so okay, much. Once Sorry, again, that's a okay, disservice she, to Tim Curry. <laughs> she says she I mean, hates he's clowns, a brilliant but you guys, actor. Date tomorrow, to watch Terrifier 2. Me and her have a date tomorrow to watch Terrifier 2. And I'm still trying to get Sage Trinity to agree to it. So please leave her hate mail and hate comments. <laughs> Sage, Trinity. you never did confirm. You never did confirm. Are you watching it with us tomorrow? Uh, I may be not, not here. <laughs> Grace. Are you going to be okay. fucking lame? Are you going to be fucking lame and bitch out like I did? Loser. It's a movie, Grace. Yeah, it's loser. not going to hurt you. Um, Speaking of Grace, bitched out not, things, no. going back to Halloween Horror Nights, you want to know what house I did go through? <laughs> the Exorcist. <laughs> that shit, hell no. I don't see. That's white people shit. And I I am a white people, but I was like, hell no. That is gay. No, fuck that. Fuck, no. Yeah, man, it's like, I'm not going to the Exorcist house. Um, but just like a story of the Exorcist house, you know, if you're familiar with the Exorcist, great, great, you know, iconic, like older movie. They made a remake. My husband and I are going up to get in here. I'm like, you know, already jittery. There's this man in front of us that this whole time, and I don't know who you are, sir. I know you're not going to listen to this, but if you do, it's weird. Stop doing it. The whole time we were in line, he was recording the people on the roller coaster because we were under a roller coaster. And for the 30 minutes what? we were waiting to get into this house from this particular point, he was just recording that ro- that, that that roller coaster. Like, and we're like, bro, you good. So then we get into the haunted house and this bitch starts touching things. And I'm like, why are you, why are you touching oh, no. things in this haunted house? Like where it's that house started out, like where you're like in this, you know, market area, it's dark. There's like scattered food like it's creepy there's like some some you know dead animal thing and he's like touching things just having the time of his life and i'm like bruh bruh move don't don't let me get caught in here and something pop out on me stop touching things this dude was like having the time of his life i'm concerned for him i hope he is okay (laughs) i hope you know the people that go to those things like for like i don't know like because i i'm not trying to be a bitch here but i'm also like the most the people never mind i'm gonna shut up i'm not gonna say nothing i'm gonna pray for him though no i'm just saying like uh i from my point of view like yeah i'm going to a haunted house you know um you go be respectful don't touch things in it don't don't be like chance and just it's the same concept of you don't play with the widget board because some stuff might happen with the wega board i respect the wega board but we don't touch it it's kind of like that right (laughs) It's Haunted AF. Also, all those people work so hard to make those haunted houses. I'm not going to fuck up their right? work. It's like touching an art installation. Like, seriously. Like, the people that 
like they i think they have one yeah. crew of like eight people that does all the set like um oh my god yeah like that's actually like a big deal like the people that put it together um it's a lot of work like it's a big fucking deal so i'm like i may not respect it in the sense that it's not for me but i definitely like respect Mm -hmm. the people that put the work into it and like actually make it happen no i agree too yeah yeah i agree oh and before okay so we're we are we've hit kind of our 30 minute mark so we're about to segue but i do want to just bring this up really quick before we do segue before we run our time uh my all-time favorite supernatural spooky movie that's not terrifier is the conjuring series oh okay speaking of conjuring series what because i forget and i know it is and i don't know if you know offhand what what's the real life story that's based off of because i cannot remember and i know it has Uh, one and and it's based the conjuring series is based off of ed and lorraine warren they are real people well well, yes ed and lorraine but ed and lorraine also went and fucked with a lot of people what specific house or family do you remember because i'm just trying to remember hold on let me look at it real quick Um, well you talk about it and i'll look it up how about that you tell us about the movie while i'm looking up Okay, yeah. So basically, um, the Conjuring series is based on Ed and Lorraine. Warren, they are real people. Uh, uh, Lorraine was like a a psychic medium, so she could see ghosts and spirits. And he was kind of like that exorcist, demonologist. Um, And so the the first movie is is broken into different movies where they kind of like go and investigate and try and help people, try and get rid of evil spirits and demons and ghosts and things like that. Um, But the first one is like set in, I think, almost like the 60s, I think. And, like, the mom goes, like, batshit crazy because there's an evil ghost in her house. And she's trying to kill her kids, trying to snap her necks and everything. And um, it's just, oh, my God, it's so good. Like, the actors they had in it, the casting was so spot on. Oh, my God, I love it. Um, The last Conjuring movie they did was kind of, like, so I'm really hoping they get back into it. Because, like, the first couple, like, the second Conjuring movie, Chef Kiss. Oh, my God, I loved it. (laughs) Loved it. And they intertwine it with Annabelle. So you have, like, the spinoffs, like... Uh, Conjuring, and then you have Annabelle, and then you have um, the, uh, God, I just watched it last night, the Nun series, because the Nun is part of the Conjuring world, but it's like a, it has, they made its own movie too, I just watched the second one, oh, it was so good, oh, I'm getting chills, sorry, okay, so, <laughs> so watch the Conjuring, it's on okay. HBO. So the one, okay, so I know, because I said I'm not familiar, I know that the Conjuring, you know, kind of put a, a bunch of the Ed and Ed and I cannot say it, Lorraine Warren stuff together. Right. I know that the first one is it's the Perone family and Rhone I Rhode Island is the one that one's based on. Is is Annabelle yeah. in that one too? Mm. Or am I switching which isn't which? <laughs> I think okay, so I think it is, but briefly, they don't they don't really go into depth. Yeah, okay, so Annabelle is in it because towards the end of the movie the um, the daughter walks in while her family's gone and sees the ghost holding Annabelle. So, yes, it is partially in it. You kind of get a little bit of the, of the backstory with Annabelle, but Annabelle has two movies out that kind of go into the lore of the Annabelle. Okay. Alright, yeah, because I remember, um... And in the second movie, or maybe it was the, the... I don't know, y'all, there's a lot. <laughs> but I think it's the third movie, second or third movie, you kind of go, no, it's a, yeah, it's the second one. You go into the lore of the nun, which it also has its own separate two movies that go into the lore of that as well. Got it. 
So for if you're interested in like looking up supernatural stories or TJ, if you're just interested in looking it up, because I couldn't remember. Um, it's like I said, the Perone family in Rhode Island with their children um, talking about the ghost uh, Bathsheba that haunted their house. So I know yeah. that there's like a, a full story where they've, you know, talked about their experience. And I think one of the daughters wrote a book about it. Um so, like, if you think it's interesting, you should check out, like, the, the details with the... Yeah, because the beginning oh, of these and the, the, the Enfield Haunting is the one that I was thinking of, where it has that, like, the that iconic picture of the girl being supposedly thrown off the bed. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that one. I think that's part of it, too. Because um, I know more about the actual stories and how they're in the movies. I'm, I'm, I am iffy with Ed and Lorraine Warren, like have thoughts on them i didn't, I didn't know much about them i just love the conjure <laughs> so the movies themselves i think if you if you separate them and you're like okay these are these are fun that that's cool but ed and lorraine warren as people are shit people um just <laughs> if you don't know yeah. anything about them as actual people um a lot of what they did was con people um to get money <laughs> So some of the things they did, they just straight up lied about it. Um, so guys, yeah, if you if you want to look up stuff on Ed and Lorraine, they're uh, as real people. They're shitty. They may be you know better people in the movies for the sake of the story. Totally cool with that. But they were real people who were supposedly helping people with real problems and just using them to make money. <laughs> wow, yeah. I did not know that. That yeah, sucks. Um, well, yeah, that really. <laughs> that does suck because, so, like, why would you? Well, yeah, whatever. Well, because you have people that are, you know, obviously going through something. It's confusing them, um, and you can make a business for yourself um, by offering to help. Ed Lorraine is a pedophile, so yes, they're bad people. Um, Ed Lorraine Warren, don't support them. Um, uh, Ed did things with underage ladies. Let's, yeah. <laughs> so, quote, as real people, you guys Frank suck. In, uh, to quote Frank, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's not. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I just want to clarify. I do not diddle <laughs> kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 and fun thing about Lorraine, speaking of Amanda, um, one movie they have not done with Ed and, Lor Ed and Lorraine Warren is Bigfoot because Lorraine said that she could communicate with Bigfoot. So um, I need to know what they talked about. That That's the real mystery. Baking. What? He only they talked eats about baking. Uh, fucking oh. beef jerky. <laughs> they did. Okay, y'all, we need to segue because we still have another topic to go into. Oh, that's so right. Um, we're going to be giving y'all um, a little bit of a, a flashback to our um, one episode called Friend Fiction. If you haven't already oh, seen no. it, why are you still here? Um, so this is going to be our Once Upon a Time segment. Um, uh, ladies, just so you know, kind of what you're getting into, I will start the story and then I will stop and then you will take over the story and let's just see what kind of mindfuckery we get into. Okay, are you ready? Great, let's go. Once upon a time, there was a boy stuck in a hole. You, you didn't specify who's going next. I need to know who's next. What what, what order are we going in? Because I'll, I'll step all over people. You gotta give me an order. 
spicy but if i gotta give out names uh couture go and then grace okay so you said once upon a time there was a boy stuck in a hole (laughs) we're off to a great start everybody (laughs) he was stuck in a home or hole your mic is like (laughs) um tj let's not start a story about a boy getting stuck in a hole why? I don't know how you just were freaking out about. Right. Oh, now wait. they're going to think you have boys on the brain. <laughs> yeah, we're cutting this part out. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we are going to be going into, if you haven't seen our last one of our episodes for Friend Fiction. I think it's episode three. Our- Episode three, we're going to be doing a segment called Once Upon a Time, where all of us basically try and tell a story and create something awful. <laughs> so I will start, and then Couture can go, and then Sage Trinity. So once upon a time, there was a man and his lovely wife that moved into an old rundown house. And when they got there... They noticed that there was rats everywhere, and then there was shit falling apart, and then all of a sudden, the woman thought she saw something. (gasps) The woman had actually... (laughs) The woman had actually (laughs) spotted a rat king, which is a bunch of rats that get their tails tied together and it was moving along. It was scuttering and puttering around the floor like a Roomba, like some twisted, demented Roomba. And then she was like, uh, Chip and Johanna Gaines said nothing about this when they were on HGTV for flipping houses. Okay, Grace, it's your turn. But the husband, whose name I don't know, um, he says, well, we've already paid for it, so we can just fix it up, because they were both white people, and that's what white people do in these situations. So the wife said, you're right, this is not a big deal, let's go down to the basement and see if we can find something to clean up with. And the two went down to the dark scary basement in hopes of trying to find some rat killer to get rid of all these vermin but little did they know once they opened that door there was a portal a portal to hell portal to hell where evil shit had lived and they were like oh my god is this a portal to hell and the wife was like, I think so, Jeb. I think that's the portal to hell. We shouldn't go in there. And all of a sudden, the devil took his hand out, and he grabbed him, and he brought him into the portal to hell. Next. So, because they were white people that flipped <laughs> houses. <laughs> yo, y'all, excuse Amanda and her pregnant pauses. She's probably looking up fucking vacation homes right now. That's why she's paying attention. <laughs> actually, I was actually shopping on, Q- I was shopping on QVC's website. Um, for Christmas decorations. And, um, they Girl, had a you are really literally cute... taking all of the things out of Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so because, because white people that, like, flipped houses, um, the husband's name was uh, Radley, by the way. It's not Bradley, it's Radley. And the wife's name is Sarah Beth. So Radley and Sarah Beth's hell 
consisted of waiting eternally in line for a brunch place that they did not know the owner of and it was 85 degrees out and it had no shade whatsoever and so they had to basically to get out of hell they had to go in the kitchen and wash dishes of this brunch place to get out of hell but Radley was being a little bitch about it. Go, Grayson, it's your turn. And the reason was Radley was being a bitch is because this is an older white family and he doesn't think men should wash dishes. So instead, he gets put in retail hell. Well, instead of washing the dishes, he has to go wait the brunch tables to a bunch of already, you know, drunk moms that are there for, you know, ladies day. So Radley <laughs> Radley is out having to, you know, deal with younger white ladies that are making jokes that he doesn't understand and is making him upset whereas his wife is having to wash dishes. But while she is washing dishes, who should come in to check on his breast rest breast breast brunch restaurant but Lucifer himself. <laughs> and while these motherfuckers are dealing with Satan himself, uh my original characters that I started out with, Deb <laughs> and the unknown woman that got sucked into the portal to hell with Satan's arms. Um they're dealing with their own problems because these bitches came out with their own characters out of nowhere. So we're gonna go back to uh, my bitches that were sucked into the um, so uh there's apparently two Satans because uh there's like a multiverse of Satan. Um excuse walking. you, there is um a footnote. I said Lucifer, you said Satan, so I, I'm using Lucifer. Okay, fine. I'm so is this it. just an <laughs> ambitious <laughs> crossover, crossover between Jeb and unnamed lady and Sarah Beth and Radley and Satan? It might be. Let TJ go, and when we get to our parts, we'll we'll make it great. <laughs> just like so, America. Satan pulls them in, and he's like, "I have a deal for y'all." And he's like, "Damn, are we in Alabama?" And he's like. Partly, I'm going to send y'all to a place where it's going to burn forever. And they're like, oh my god, no. No, no, we can't have this. What do we do? So he was like, so y'all are pretending to be a demonologist and, and a psychic medium, and y'all are <laughs> people, so I'm going to send you to the nastiest fucking place in the world. And so Satan does his little fiery magic, and he sends them to Georgia. <laughs> oh god. And in Georgia, that is where he meets Joanna, whoever the fuck these other hoes are. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah Beth and Bradley. And, <laughs> and Bradley. And they're like, oh my god, is that Sarah Beth and Bradley? The <laughs> and they're like, is that Lucifer? Like, what are you doing? What did I don't get here? And they're like, you know, it's it's some shit, man. We went through a spoiling portal to hell and then Satan saw us here because apparently he thought this was the biggest place in hell because it's always so fucking hot here. Even our ACs can't keep up. Uh, next. Okay. So um, while the quartet is talking about um, why they hate hell so much, um, uh, 
<laughs> i.e. Georgia, uh, the supervisor, um, which is the supervisor of the restaurant, is Gordon Ramsay, and he comes in the back in the dish pit, and it's like, why are you sitting around and talking? All these dishes need to be washed. And then heavy metal music only plays, and Sarah Beth only likes gentle Greta Van Fleet uh, playing while she washes dishes. I don't know. Grace, it's your turn. So Lucifer, who has watched all this unfold and has seen his underling that goes by Satan just, you know, as his stunt double has brought some more people into Georgia and he's like, wait a second. Are these people from Alabama? Because I did not bring my fiddle down here for this and I am not ready. If we're going to have this Georgia golden Southern fiddling contest, I I need to be able to have a fulfilling brunch. So he goes out to where Radley is hanging out with um, Jeff and some other lady. (laughs) And he's like, okay, first off, I can only do fiddle with one person after I've eaten brunch. Radley, you're a waiter and you're not even worth it to play and get out of hell because you honestly waited in this brunch line. This is your own choice. Now, as for the other two of you, I have to kill one of you in a way where you can't leave hell. The other one can fight me with the fiddle, but you two have to fight to the real hell death to decide who gets to stay here. Okay. And then, while they were arguing, the devil appeared. He said, the devil went down to Georgia, and he said, I'm going to end all you motherfuckers because all of y'all are disappointing me, and I want y'all back in hell. So he snapped his finger. (laughs) The whole apocalypse came along, just like the dinosaurs who started extinction, and they all died. The end. Yay. <laughs> this is a lot harder when we don't have characters to play. I, I know, next <laughs> time we'll actually set it up in the universe. But we're going to go ahead and just touch base on this really quick because our time is drawing near. Um, so pause, pause, ex- pause, pause. I know you're saying really quick, but we've wasted like 20 minutes of cutting things out, so you still have time. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, flip it and reverse that. So, um, the whole world died then. Okay. So, we need to go ahead and touch base on something that is going to be coming up really soon. And I'm very terrified. So, I guess this kind of goes into the whole spooky bit of it. Um, And that's going to be Nanorimo. Um, If y'all don't know what it is, it's a whole month for people who are like us, who like to write. People are spending the whole entire month crying and wishing they hadn't did this. I'll let Grace go into a little bit more because she went into this with me last year. So, NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month. We are not sponsored because they are a nonprofit, And anybody who wants to do this can do it. It is completely free. I wouldn't suggest doing it this year. By the time we upload this episode, it will probably be November 1st. But have at it if you did dong doodly. Um, the gist of it is the writing... Uh, typically, it's an original story. There is a caveat in the... the the technical ruling that you can work on a story you've already started, but you have to pen 50,000 words within the month of November, which is roughly equivalent to like 17,000 words a day. Um, And if you get the 50,000 words of your novel done by the end of November, then you are considered the NaNoWriMo winner. Um, TJ and I did participate last year. That's where I wrote my book. Um, 
so that's that's where that one was completed from. TJ wrote something that we don't know what it was, but he got there. He he got the fifty thousand. No, let me, let me insert here. He got um, there. He had four days to plan. No, 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 don't no, let no, him no, lie no. to you. Explain this real quick. We gonna explain why I wrote something because I asked a certain bitch if she wanted to do this like two months ago or two months in advance, and then a month in advance. And she's like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I was like, well, I guess we ain't doing it. So I thought I ain't gonna do it this year. And then literally four days, not even four days, like maybe three days before she's like, so we doing Nanorima? And I thought, motherfucker. See, and TJ's failing to mention that this whole entire month before was October, and my month, my month, my mother was dying, and I was kind of preoccupied. So you know, you can you can just eat it. <laughs> priorities, Grace. Priorities. Um, priorities. My mom. I'm sorry. I know you're kind of like really sick and in a coma, but I'm gonna go plan my novel. <laughs> we have Nanorima to do. We have Nanorima to do, and I had to make up this plot. You understand? I have thirty days. Can we just kind of pause? I'm like, thanks, mom. Bye. <laughs> And she's like, so, oh, took it literally and went, bye. <laughs> I am bye not forever. laughing at this. I am, I'm not laughing at her. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her. Just so everybody knows. It's okay. I laugh at my own mom's death. Because, um, you know, she just, she, listen, it was a mom thing to do right before all the holidays. She was a bitch like that. I love my mom. Hi, mommy. <laughs> so, Amanda, what's your thought on NaNoWriMo? What's my thought on it? Amanda's on QVC. <laughs> no, like, I mean, like, thought Damn. on Grace's mom dying or, like, Nana Remo, because there was a lot of, like, fucking <laughs> topics there. I just want to clarify. Sorry. Now, what is your thought on Nana Remo? Nana Remo? Is that what you said? I'm sorry. The connection's a little spotty. Yes, he did. Okay, he said NaNoWriMo. So my thoughts on NaNoWriMo, this is going to be my first year, like, actually participating in it. Um, So I'm kind of scared because right now I am technically a full-time college student, and my job is really demanding. And I think I have a good enough story and enough content to actually write 50,000 words. Now, I will be really proud of myself if I stick through it and actually write my entire story. I feel like if I do write my entire story, I will self-publish. I just don't know if it's going to be a complete work of garbage, though. No, it ain't. She's going to do great. She's going to do great, and she has us to try and back her up. Um, I hope she doesn't end up giving up, but, I mean, it's not a requirement to finish it. A lot of people don't finish it, so you don't need to, like, feel like you have to um i'm just very competitive with myself and <laughs> others, so i try and do it <laughs> so i know that's, that's my right. explanation towards it so um oh go ahead yeah just so y'all know me and grace are like married so i mean like <laughs> we, we get one another like all the time i force her to make me sandwiches and like she forced me to do dishes so anyway um <laughs> Y'all be like, been married since like 2015, so y'all can suck a, a, a duck. <laughs> anyway, um, she's my slave now. Oh. So moving on. <laughs> oh, wait, we don't Sorry. have slaves anymore. She's my wife. <laughs> Slay. Anyway, um, so I'd like to go ahead and just um take a minute to talk about our stories. If y'all want to kind of give like a brief description, to let everybody know that they can you know, what we're doing in case they ever want to read it. Um, you don't have to get spoilers or anything. You have to just kind of like give a little synopsis. I'll, I'll let Coach yeah. go first. 
Oh, y'all really going to throw me under the bus? Okay. Um, so, basically... Bitch, I gave you a whole list of story ideas. <laughs> I know. You really did. You were really... You were so real for that one, actually. So, basically, what my story premise is going to be... Um, it is a ghost story. I've always been obsessed with writing the perfect paranormal story. I felt like um, yeah. other authors and other, you know directors and stuff like that didn't quite get it right you know and i was like um i always had imagined like in my head something different so um this horror story i've changed the premise a couple times um you know it's more paranormal maybe not necessarily horror but it's gonna be like really spooky um i think it's uh more it's not horror in the sense of like scares but it's like a lot of generational trauma that manifests itself so um that's what the premise of my book is it's a, a young woman that literally thinks her life can be solved through a bunch of different ways and um you know unfortunate things keep happening and it's it's just it's gonna work itself out but that's kind of the premise right now okay cool so it's kind of like a spooky read then with ghost yeah it's like a spooky read but it's also like a look inward like damn all these traumatizing things happen to me and they're lingering on in my life and they affect how I live my life kind of deal. And it's also affecting other people as well. So, yeah, it's really fun. I love it. I love it. It's cozy. <laughs> it sounds cozy. I believe in it. It's cozy. I, I believe in it. It's you. cozy. Uh, Grace, you want to go next? Sure. <laughs> so, oh, and you better not forget to tell them that your story characters are based on us. You said I better tell them because you just did. So, um, <laughs> uh, well, reaffirm it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the gist of how I got to this point is, um, it was, I'm not, I, I get concepts and then I'm not too good at like figuring out kind of like where I want to go. So one of the things that I do usually, um, when it comes to writing a story is I'll just look up general writing, like two, three sentence prompts. And then I'm like, okay, oh, this one sounds interesting. This is where I can go from here. So the prompt that I had found, it was like um, two friends. Um, I think it's two friends get together. They um, start playing with witchy stuff, actually summon spirits. One of them is surrounded by ghosts that they can't see. And the other one is trying to help them was like just of this prompt that I found. And I thought that was pretty funny. And I sent it to TJ and I was like, oh, look, it's me and you. Cause um. TJ does a lot of the witchy tarot thingies. Um, he does his things. So I was like, wait, no, this could actually be a funny idea. Like a, yeah, a dark so comedy, but also a, a fun thing. So the, the gist of it, because we were, we decided we were going to base the main... Um, sorry, Amanda, we just kicked you out of this book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I mean, it was... <laughs> so the gist of it was um, we have two main characters... Uh, which are uh, Ashlyn and Ethan, which are the the main person. Where, like, it's going to follow both of them. It's a third-person view, so I'm not writing this one in first person like I normally do. But it's more, um, it's not like, I, I, I can't say the word. It's not like the omnipotent, omnipotent view. It's more focused view, third person for Ashlyn. So the story itself is kind of that, that general thing. 
is they're in their small town. They're two friends. It's spooky time. They wander to this old abandoned, you know, haunted mansion kind of thing. That's a landmark icon thing to go mess with around Halloween. Um, And they decide they're going to go in and do what everybody else does. And, you know, play around in the house when they find a Ouija board, which is, I was making reference to this earlier. Cause I think we, I have always said that if you find a Ouija board, you just leave it alone, whether you believe it or not. Cause you just don't know. And obviously that it doesn't get left alone. And there is accidentally summoning a demon that was bound in this house. And when they, un, when they find the demon, they also find another side character who is a ghost who is bound along with the demon named um, William who helps them kind of come to terms with the fact you have released this horrible thing. Cause the, the demon that I'm working with is um, kind of like a plague demon. It brings famine. It like kind of sucks the life out of things. You my lover. Um, no, the demon was not your lover. Um, <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> the, the demon um, kills things. So you probably don't want to fuck the demon, but I'll probably put that in there somewhere now where your character talks about fucking the demon so that everybody can be like, don't do that. No, I thought we had talked about when we were talking about this. I thought we had discussed a part where I fall in love with like a demon or something. No, no, no. There's, there's a ghost, TJ, not, not the demon. <laughs> We joked about TJ having a ghost boyfriend. There is a ghost character in here named Will. So the book follows the trio of them trying, because in this book, they don't really know much about magic or what they have done. Um, So they're trying to figure out how to, without giving away all the in-betweens, basically how to seal this demon back. There's also some under themes of, um, you know, self-confidence, not being good enough. I have essentially ruined everything for everybody. So just some kind of, you know, things like that, like some, some, some trauma metaphors and things like that get to this whole middle part, basically them trying to have to seal this demon away, whether or not they can do it. And then what their life becomes after they have done this and how they grapple with that. So that's kind of the gist of the book without giving away all the little small details about who does what and who does who TJ. (laughs) Yeah, she blames me for everything. <laughs> but what about your book? <laughs> yeah. That you've okay. um, made seven different books now? <laughs> okay, well, Grace, because you insist on knowing what my story is, so you can copy it. <laughs> Who helped you plan your story, story, bitch? My story has uh, come a long way. I started planning it in September because Nana Remote of last year literally scarred the shit out of me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like literally my nom story. Like, every time <laughs> I have like, flashbacks. Anyway, um, it went from like being this uh, this steampunk story of a, a a kid trying to run from a bounty hunter to now it's um, where I've taken it into like a witch and a witch hunter fall in love, and it's it's kind of it's I think it's a cute story. I'm not gonna give too much away because it's very detailed, but um, I've let Grace and Amanda kind of know the gist of it, but I think. It, I've always been fascinated like, with these forbidden loves, like a vampire slayer can't be in love with a vampire, yet Buffy had sex with Spike, and, you know, like, a witch hunter can't be in love with a witch. Um, well, in my book, yes, they can, so, <laughs> I I'm think it's so going to be cool. Um, I'm living to try and, I'm living to try and outdo J.K. Rowling, because while I love Harry Potter, I don't agree with her viewpoints, and I want to make a book that's just as magical as hers. Um, and be that person that people can look up to that's not going to sit there and go, I hate these kind of people. 
So yes, that's my goals, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, uh, and TJ's book, if he does publish it and you decide to read it, is um, I can never say it without saying it backwards because my mouth doesn't work. Um, LGBTQ plus, it's it's queer friendly. There's queer characters. Yes, yes, the two main characters in the book are gay, and they're lovers. Spoiler alert. Not spoiler alert, I guess. But yes, because um, I always, there's no, no offense, you know, like straight people books. <laughs> but, you know, I really just, I think, I always enjoy, you know, having that out there, you know. Like, I always enjoy those books, like Simon versus the Homo Zapian. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a cute book. Um, so, yeah, I like the representation there. I really do. And if it offends people, I'm so sorry. You don't have to read it, but if, if you want a nice little magical book, then maybe you'll consider picking it up. Uh, Representation think... matters. Yes. Yeah. But I think um, that that about wraps us up because TJ wants to go eat, and we don't want to keep you guys forever. But we we may be back soon <laughs> and talk about just books in general for Nano um, and things to read. So. All right, everybody. Well, that's been our show. I hope you do enjoy. And until next time, we may keep you in anticipation, but we all love you, and I'm going to be signing off for the night. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.